0: We did it. We made it. It's 2.30 in the morning. I'm sleepy, but I'm happy to be chilling on the Olash pod. Recording this 14th episode. This one's going to be a little bit different. Meg's not going to be in it. She's out there in the shadow realms. Just... I'm tired. She's out there. She's not here. That's all that matters because we have a guest. On this episode, I got lucky enough to talk to Lisa Foyles who I've been watching, not in a creepy way, since I was a kid. You probably know Lisa from all that. She's done a lot of stuff though. She's a very, very talented woman. I hope you guys enjoy it. I really enjoyed it and here it is. So, I want to start just from the very beginning because I know, like, if if I told eight or nine year old me that I was gonna talk to you in the future, I would be stoked. I'd be way cooler. <laughs> I
1: would start be from way the very cooler. Beginning. That's too. That's too far back.
0: Is it? <laughs>
1: well, sorry, too far. I was born. born <laughs> uh, no, you know what's so funny? Okay, so this is so funny. I have a lot of people that say. Like I grew up watching you on on all that, and it was like my favorite show. And I always tell them, all that was my favorite show growing up. So there are, there are actually these uh, audio recordings of me and my best friend Heather uh, sitting on her bed in her bedroom doing impressions of all the all that characters, like way before I was even an actor. We were doing no like way. No good, good Burger characters and like this is a library, be quiet. Like we're doing all of the characters um, just in you know, up in the Pacific Northwest where I was living before I moved to LA and became an actor. So, um, you know, it's just funny that, like, so many people are like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I, I watched you growing up and all that was my favorite I'm like, no, no, all that was my favorite show. You don't understand. <laughs> That's <laughs> wild. I'm the same way. It's so crazy,
0: yeah. So you, that, was that, that was one of the things that led you into wanting to maybe be in the industry?
1: I, I mean, definitely. I feel like, you know, those old Nickelodeon shows, had such a huge impact on me growing up. I was definitely like a TV kid. I loved watching TV um, growing up. You know, I have kids now and I always wonder like, you know, how much TV do I let them watch? <laughs> well, as a child, I watched a ton of TV yeah. and it completely shaped my life in a great, <laughs> wonderful way. So I'm like, ah, I'm not going to worry too much about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, uh, you know, watching all those old sketches uh, just really inspired me. And I so I started out doing theater up in uh, where i used to live and then i moved down to california and got an agent and started doing just super little bit parts here and there and the funny thing is um i think i've only told this story like once or twice um i got an audition for all that uh for season six as just a guest spot i was just like little red-haired girl in you know whatever sketch they were doing and I remember I got that audition. I was just like, Oh my God, this is, this is huge. Like I would maybe get to appear on my favorite show of all time. I have to book this. And I didn't even get a call back. And oh. I cried. I was so devastated that I, I remember I, I was just like, I was actually crying. Um, but little did I know, you know, fast forward a year later is when they decided to get a whole new cast and do a nationwide search for kids. And, and uh, I auditioned for that, and that had six callbacks. That was quite a quite a problem. Oh my god. Um, and then I booked that, which was a way better role on all that. Oh, like, uh, yeah. Little bit part, yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. It, it worked out. That's like a message to everyone out there. Like, if it doesn't work out at first, like, just wait. Just better things are probably coming. I
0: know, keep trying. Dude, I can't imagine, I cannot imagine dealing with, because I did, I, I auditioned and stuff like that for a little bit, and I actually... Stopped because I was like, I can't handle the just being rejected. Like I can't imagine doing that at such a young age. Was it? Did did you like? It sounds like you took that one to heart. Was it always like that?
1: Yeah. You know what? I actually, I really don't mind the rejection. I I live for auditioning. I don't mm-hmm. know why. It's super weird. I'm not competitive. Uh, when I I uh, I was a competition dancer for like 15 years of my life, and every and I did tons of competitions. And every single time I just like, I would get so nervous. I didn't want to do it. I'm like, I don't, I don't care about getting first place. I don't care. Like, I just want to perform <laughs> and entertain people. Like, I don't, I, I was just not competitive. Um, so it's weird that I love auditioning so much. And like, I don't, I don't mind the rejection. I mean, maybe I did when I was younger, but I feel like I had so much, I had so many people tell me that like, oh, you're going to be rejected a thousand times before you get one role. That mm-hmm. I think it kind of prepared me. Like you know, my parents told me that. My agent told me that. Like everybody I knew in the in the entertainment industry, which was not very many people. Um, <laughs> I really started out with like a you know tiny little agency doing like you know non union <laughs> Gladware commercials and stuff. Um, but it didn't really affect me when I was younger. I think it it uh, it started to affect me when I was older, um, <clears throat> when I started to like want it more. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about um, being an actor is that they tell you. You have to be careful how much you want it. Um, you can't, like, want it too much. Yeah, as soon as you walk out of an audition room, you have to completely forget that that role even exists. You can't think about it. You can't dwell on it. Um, there was a couple uh, really big roles that I auditioned for um, when I was about 17, 18. You know, kind of that age where you're vulnerable and you're trying to find yourself. You yeah.
0: Know,
1: you know, just that transitional age in your life. And uh, there's a couple really big roles that I, um in fact, a couple that I booked, and then they were taken away from me and given to like a bigger celebrity because that happens oh. all the time, and it just like devastated me, and I was so heartbroken. It happened to me like three times in one year, and I was just completely crushed and broken, oh. which is not how you should be. You you need, like I said, you need to walk out of every audition room and just forget it ever happened, you know, pretend that that movie's not happening, and just go on with your life. Cause that's,
0: yeah. But that takes so much like mental fortitude. I mean, I guess it's a good practice, though. Like, I yeah. feel like the average person just can't. We can't do that.
1: <laughs> it's. I think it takes a very special, weird person. Yeah, I mean, for I, that, sure. I'm back to not caring as much. You know, like yeah. Said, it was really kind of that. You know, when that like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen year old Lisa, that was you know, I already i was i was homeschooled my entire life i didn't have a lot of friends i didn't have really a social life my only obsession was just acting and doing you know and trying to book these roles that i wanted that i loved and i was too obsessed i was too obsessed yeah it was Um, your passion back to i'm back to being passionate about it but not obsessed with it yeah uh the rejection doesn't hit me at all anymore like i'm just totally used to it in fact I like being rejected because that means that I got the chance to audition. It means yeah. I got the chance to show somebody what I can do. You know, it's I'd rather be rejected from a role than never audition for it in the first place.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's interesting. So you were homeschooled. So, But then you got this role, like, with all that as a kid that made you automatically, like, you know, because you watched it. Obviously, yeah. you were a fan. We We were like, those are the coolest kids. Like, what? Totally. Like, was it... <laughs> was it was it did you get noticed and stuff by other kids and when you're like
1: it was super strange right because so when i was growing up in the pacific northwest i did go to regular school for a couple grades that's where um you know my best friend heather and i you know when i was talking about we did the impressions that Mm -hmm. we were classmates. um and then when we moved to uh, los angeles or southern california um yeah i was 100% 100% homeschooled. My dad worked at home and my mom was a stay at home mom. So, like, the three of us were just home all the time. That's the way I liked it. That's the way I preferred it. Um, and, you know, I wasn't a kid that needed a lot of friends, that needed a big social group. I was yeah. kind of in- introverted, but not like weird. And I watched, yeah, I watched a ton of, uh, you know, those sketch comedy shows, those old Nickelodeon shows, uh, old classic comedy movies. You know, I was just kind of, I was really, really into that entertainment culture. Um, so, uh, so yeah, when I booked the role, it was funny. I was, uh, I was still dancing at that time, and uh, I was a part of a couple competition numbers at this dance studio, and I was so, so, so quiet. I never really talked to anybody, and everyone kind of just thought I was, like, the weird, quiet girl <laughs> who just kept to herself and, like, you know, stood in the corner. And, like, I really didn't socialize at all, and dancers are, like, super social. So I definitely stood out. And then when all of them found out that I booked – the role on all that they're like her the quiet weird one like you know all that's like the zaniest tv show yeah for kids imaginable and they're like
0: that girl that? that's so like, funny that it's funny no but that's true like it is so it's so funny that like a lot of people and i mean kids probably too that are really into comedy or are like that are in their normal like, life not so like not out there like that
1: Oh yeah, it is not a secret that comedians and people who excel at comedy are just cut from a different cloth. Mm-hmm. They're they're very different humans on and off the screen. I mean that's why you see a lot of these comedians are you know they get depressed and they have you know you see a lot of uh, stand up comics that are like they don't drink and they don't smoke they don't really do any of that and it's like it's surprising because you think of like the funny guy is like oh he parties he drinks he smokes, yeah. he's funny all the time you know but that's really not the case. Um, but, uh, you know, not to say that like I'm a comedian or anything, like I, I, I'm terrified of standup comedy. I would never do it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I've definitely noticed that just with other people who are passionate about comedy that, uh, they, they are, they're a little, they're a little different. In, uh, so I'm always the curious yeah, though. Yeah, to answer, no, to answer your other question, sorry, I totally forgot your other question, um, <laughs> about like being recognized. Yeah. So that was really strange for me because I was never really around other kids my age. I didn't. I wasn't really in that scene, and and then suddenly I couldn't even go to the mall because yeah, I had, you know other twelve year olds like running at me and tackling me. Yeah, so adults, adults <laughs> normally when they recognize celebrities, they just like very politely say like, "Hi, can I have a picture?" Oh, it's so nice to meet you. I'm a fan of your work. That's not how kids react. No,
0: <laughs>
1: kids will straight up tackle you in the middle of the shopping mall and just like ah, <laughs> they're crazy. They're crazy. Um, so that that was so it was fun because I loved, uh, you know, doing like charity events and like events for kids and like the Kids Choice Awards every year were so much fun because there was you know you're signing autographs for all these kids who were just at like maximum energy. Yeah. Uh, and but you know but also it was strange because you know like uh, I remember one time like I went to church with my mom and dad and there was these two kids sitting two rows ahead of me that were just. They just kept looking back at me, just over and over, and oh. then that made me really uncomfortable. Because I'm like, I'm in church with my parents. Like, yeah, mean
0: <laughs> I know. And I bet, like, I feel like when you're young, you can't differentiate. You can't be like, yeah, they're, they, she's acting like she's acting in that. Like, that's just totally. not yeah. just her. They think,
1: <laughs> yeah, they think that I'm the girl from TV all the time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So it was strange, but you know, obviously, I wouldn't trade a second of it, and um, I loved it. Like, I. I remember my mom was super adamant that I replied to every single piece of fan mail that I got. And so I have memories of Saturday afternoons, like, sitting in our dining room table with my mom, just, like, lining up all of the headshots with all of the fan mail and be like, okay, you read that one, you sign that one, you read that one, you sign that one. And I would sit there for, like, two hours, like, signing... Uh, personalized headshots to like every kid that sent me a piece of fan because she's like you need to be appreciative of these kids and you yeah. need to understand what this means because you're not going to have this forever and this, this won't last
0: hmm. and
1: uh, I, think that's, I think that's so true and um, you know it, in a weird way like I don't mean to make anyone sound like pathetic or put anyone down but it's funny how um, sometimes you hear these these uh, stories about like celebrities how they're like they don't sign autographs Mm -hmm. pictures, and they they you know they weren't very nice to fans and then fast forward 10 years later you see them at these like comic-con events you know (laughs) with their little booth just trying to get people
0: yeah buy their
1: headshots for ten dollars you know what i mean i know nobody's coming up to their booth like that is so that's such like a shock that that everybody in this industry needs to realize that what you're doing right now it will not last if Mm -hmm. you have success Take advantage of it and be nice to everybody. Be nice to every fan because in 10 years, you're going to wish that fan came up to you and asked for a picture. You yeah. Know what
0: I mean? Yeah, so I, I do. Enjoy. Is there ever stress yeah. that like comes with that? Or is it just like, this is amazing. Like I have to enjoy this. And, you know, if I get another chance, like that's cool too. Cause I, I like, that would be crazy to just be, I don't know, just be so sought after as a person. <laughs> like
1: Totally. <laughs> it's like i said i i i was a kid a lot of the time so mm-hmm. i had that shield of my parents and my publicist and my manager my agent you know they would obviously like filter all the like creepy fan mail that i got <laughs> i found out ab- about a couple of them like years later then i'm like oh my god they're like yeah you had a stalker i'm
0: like what? oh my god and one time he sent you like 300
1: dollars cash in <gasps> i mail like
0: what whoa <laughs> so uh, obviously i was very blessed that i got to
1: Enjoy that level of success at a young age with a group of people around me protecting me, mm-hmm. because you know, as you know, um, there's a lot of creepy people out there. When you're a girl on the internet, mm-hmm. and in, there's not really a wall between you and them now, because yeah. there's Twitter and there's Facebook and there's Instagram, they can directly talk to you. Yeah, and uh, you know, now I don't have a publicist filtering through all my tweets to make sure that I only see the nice ones. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely. Uh, you know, it's strange now, like, kind of dealing with the public and trying to find that that line of, like, being nice to everybody, uh, but not, like, putting myself out there too much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Protecting my privacy, in, you know, still. You you, you get it. You're
0: I do, I do. You I don't know. want people to, you want to <laughs> form, like, a, con- a connection with people, but you also don't want it to be so... Strong that maybe, I don't know, you don't. 100%. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. Yep. Yeah. You don't
1: want them showing up to your birthday party. Exactly. You
0: don't want them <laughs> to feel like your kind of pals. Like exactly. You it, you know, but. <laughs> yes. You <can't> call me. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: You
0: so true. <laughs> what was it like transitioning from all that?
1: Um, you know, the. It's funny because it is very true about that whole stereotype of like being put in a box. Mm -hmm. Um, I did have a really hard time even getting auditions for serious roles uh, after all that. Um, You know, there was a lot of roles like, you know, CSI and Law and Order and stuff that my agent was like, you'd be perfect for this, but they don't want to bring you in because they see you as the kooky redhead. Mm -hmm. When you know, I'm a trained actor. Like, I yeah. uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't take acting lessons in comedy. Comedy just came naturally to me. I took lessons in dramatic acting. Mm. Um, so that's. I'm actually more trained in drama than I am in comedy. Um, so that was that was tough because, uh, you know, it's <laughs> you have this this role on your TV show <laughs> of like, oh, this you know, this young girl who like, you know, one is thinking about committing suicide. Like these series, you know, these serious yeah. episodes. And they're like, why would we hire the sugar and coffee girl? does sense. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was hard. Um, but uh, I think, you know, now it's been so long since mm-hmm. I was on all that that you know I've kind of shaped my persona a little bit differently. Um, I, I think everything that I, that I put forward on the internet of myself is a little more of a showcase of like my range. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have that problem anymore. I can pretty much. Uh, audition for like any style um of show now um, which is really nice yeah but yeah I mean it was it was definitely I think the biggest transition was uh the child star thing going from like 14 to 18 right Like in that because when you first start out like everything is cute and fun and oh my god you're on Nickelodeon and these kids are on Disney and we're all friends and like pigtails and you know curls and yeah (laughs) You know, hey, watch the Disney Channel. You know what I mean? Like all this yeah. fun stuff. And then when you get to like 17 and 18, the events and the publicity, like parties, you start getting invited to, start to become a little more mature. And there's definitely alcohol around, and there's definitely drugs around, and there's creepy people like hitting on you, and you're only 18, and oh, and I everything's know. available. Like when you're young and in Hollywood and successful, it doesn't matter how old you are. Anything is at your beck and call. Like if I wanted drugs, I could have them. Like I've never done, I've never done a drug in my life, wow. but I easily could have. <laughs> yeah. It was all right there. You know, it's it's not surprising that girls like Lindsay Lohan and some of these other child stars so quickly and easily go off the deep end because it's all available and it's not a real world. It's like a very weird, surreal.
0: surreal yeah. Reality, you know? Oh no. I know. You're so right. Hollywood is very weird. Like even going there when I'm, I've been an adult, I've, like, the first time I went there, I was probably, you know, I was in my 20s, and even then, I was like, this doesn't, this is, it's almost like culture shock. If you're not from there, you're like, whoa, like, anything could happen here. Like, I don't know. And then being that age, like, everyone's crazy at that. Like, everyone's making bad decisions at that age. Like, you are 100% right. It's it's not a real town. There's so much,
1: you know, there's so much that's fake about it. And obviously, there's so much that's fun about it. Yeah. You know, when you're, successful there's a lot of fun that comes with that um but yeah you're right there's a really dark side there's a you know this kind of fantasy land that you like find yourself in and um it's yeah it's just it's not real life so I was really I was really um uh thankful that I was able to step away from the industry for a little bit um I think I was like 19 maybe eight I think 19 um 19 or 20 when I moved away I moved back up to uh, the Pacific Northwest to go to college um, on a scholarship that I had gotten. Um, oh, cool. And uh, I was just stepping, like I was I was kind of in that depressed, low state of mind where I had like just, I just lost out on like this huge role that I really, really wanted. And I was like first runner up, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Between me and this other girl and they gave it to the other girl. And I was devastated. Oh. And um, that just consumed my world. And uh, it was actually really healthy that when I moved back up, back up north and I got new friends and they didn't even know what I was talking about. They're like, what show are you talking about? Like what, what movie? Like what movie? Oh, really? really refreshing because they didn't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were just friends with me because they thought I was cool. They didn't care that I like missed out on whatever goal. <laughs> like they didn't care. And I think that kind of set my head straight. And yeah. it was really healthy to be back around my family and my friends for a few years before getting back into it. Um, I, uh, I'm a lot more level-headed now than I think I would have been if I would have just stayed in Hollywood forever and just, you know, waiting for that phone to ring.
0: Oh, definitely.
1: uh, Yeah. I'm really thankful about how my
0: path has kind of. Yeah. You like grounded yourself and what did you end up? What did you, what were your plans? Like, as far as going back, did you have a plan when you went back? Like, what did you want to do in college?
1: You can't really have a plan when it comes to the entertainment industry. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Because you never know what's going to happen the most, the only plan you can really have is like, uh, the representation that you want to get when you get back into it. Mm -hmm. So I had like a couple names in mind of like an agent manager that I wanted, um, when I moved back, but even that didn't work out. Like I ended up going with totally different people. So after going up North, after like going to college, you know, getting that some real life in, um, I moved back to LA and, uh, you know, kind of started up again, but, uh, that's kind of when, um, the YouTube boom hit, oh, that's yeah. when you know, all of a sudden people didn't care about TV and movies. They only cared about YouTube. And I started doing that. I started, uh, working with other people's YouTube channels and getting hired by YouTube channels, like, uh, the game station, um, which is now Polaris. And, uh, you know, I worked a ton with defy and like, you know, the warp zone and, you know, every, all these YouTube channels that were like up and coming and people were really excited about it. I started doing that, um, and I did that for years and, you know, you know, I got into the video game industry and suddenly I was like interviewing, you know, game developers yeah. going to E3 and doing everything video games, which I did not plan that, you
0: know? Oh, you didn't? Any- that's what I was wondering. Yeah. yeah. did Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> but you were a big, yeah. you were always like passionate about games, right?
1: Yes, totally. So, um, especially when I moved back up north and I got, uh, you know that new group of friends that I was talking about mm-hmm. they uh they were big gamers and uh they kind of re- reignited my love of video games and you know that was that was in the s- sweet spot of gaming I think it's like the best time of games is when the Wii was just coming out the PS3 was just coming out and the was a 360 was just coming out like that yeah was so fun that was like the most fun video game era ever um so it was just during that time moved down to California, uh, you know, it was on the tails of, of those consoles coming out and then the new consoles being announced and, and I just found all of this work, posting um, and, um, you know, creating my own shows about video games and, you know, like I said, going to PAX and going to E3 and doing all this stuff with these companies, I ended up working with, you know, IGN and GameSpot and The Escapist and, I mean, Katana. Yeah, you
0: were a journalist, time. right? That's crazy. Yeah, that you just yeah, had yeah. no idea that you were even going to end up doing that.
1: I say i always say journalist with air quotes so hey <laughs> everyone listening i'm doing air quotes right now. Like I'm journalist, <laughs> because i pretty much just wrote uh humor articles i just wrote comedy like, oh i, I love I never co- never, yeah i, I love kotaku like, yeah. <laughs> so I never everything video on there. games seriously like I, I always wanted them to be fun and silly so i was always the one writing you know the the comedic articles <laughs> but yeah i, I just kind of like fall into that again you can't really have a plan when you when you go into the uh, entertainment industry because you never really know which way the tide's going to go
0: yeah like everything really is changing like you said the youtube boom happened like none no one knew that was going to happen what do you think it's like what what do you think the difference is or how do you feel about or between creating your own content that you do all of it versus doing something scripted like how you probably grew up doing things
1: yeah so you know, when the, when the YouTube boom was happening, everybody around me told me to become a YouTuber. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, no, like I'm an actor, I'm not a YouTuber. I don't want to do all my own stuff. I want to work for other people. Like I want scripts. I want to be, I want direction. I want to be a part of other people's projects. Um, it was always super intimidating to me to become like, to try to make a living off doing YouTube. I'm like, I don't think I can do that. Like, that's really (laughs) stressful. Um, And fast forward years later, like I do have a YouTube channel, which I haven't updated in months and months and months. (laughs) Um, But uh, that was always like a creative outlet. That's that was when I was, um, you know, I was doing a show for the UFC and uh, doing a lot of kind of side gigs that weren't really fulfilling me creatively. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to have a YouTube channel and like do really silly videos. (laughs) Um, But I've never relied on YouTube uh, for income it just um it like scares me <laughs> yeah so many friends who are youtubers that you know they were they were huge like a couple years ago and then you know things happen and you know the companies they were with go under and then the algorithms change yeah YouTube does something different the policy and now all of a sudden they're not making any money i'm just like oh my god like can you imagine like ha- like <laughs> you know you're your wealth comes from a company that you don't own like you i know
0: YouTube could just tomorrow just cancel your channel and then what do you do that's so, and so true props to people who do it who are
1: so amazing i mean you know you have you're doing the amazing like twitch streaming stuff which mm-hmm. i've never done but like and i don't think i am cut out for it honestly like, no <laughs> no i don't think i could do it uh, but you know it's so that just kind of that kind of scares me still like the whole youtuber world just really kind of still scares me uh, but uh, but yeah i make the occasional Video every once in a while when I have time yeah it really is if anything
0: it up. is a good creative outlet like I, your channel has everything on it, like it, you do everything it's honestly crazy how much how many talents they you have you sing too I do. it's wild <laughs> if you had to pick one thing what like I know this could be hard actually, probably this is a tough question, but like you have so many talents or passions if you had one that was your heart. What do you think that would be I'm
1: laughing so I'm like laughing to myself so hard because you are literally asking the same question that my husband asked me last year, but in like a serious way. <laughs> oh was no like, way. Hey, you have so many irons in the fire. Pick one. <laughs> and so no, you're right. Like I had to seriously do some soul searching and be like, Okay, I have limited time now that I have two kids. Uh, I should I really need to pick like what my passion is because um, for those listening who don't really know all that much about me. Um, I'm a singer. I've been singing since I was ten. Um, I play guitar. I write music. I um, I'm a dancer. I was a competition dancer for years. I did ballet and tap and jazz. Um, I host and I'm a sketch comedy actor, regular actor, and I just signed with a modeling agency. So now suddenly <laughs> I'm doing modeling, like lifestyle modeling. So kind of every aspect of entertainment, yeah. I've kind of touched on. Um, but of all of it. I mean acting is my passion, and camera act on camera acting. I love theater, but it's really that intimacy that I can have uh with a camera you know what i mean mm-hmm. like those those still moments between me and another person, and I'm not myself anymore i'm I've become a character, I have you know the script to work with that usually like you know the writing is you know so amazing and uh that's that's like my happy place being on set, being in front of a camera, becoming a character. If I could do that for the rest of my life, I'd be so happy. And um, that's really kind of my focus moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like I'm I'm never going to stop doing music and and hosting and, and, you know, this modeling thing is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> acting's my main thing. Like that's that's really where my heart lies.
0: That's cool. I always think acting is so fascinating to me because I've tried it and I couldn't. I mean, I feel like it's the hardest job ever. I really do.
1: <laughs> it is difficult. <laughs> it's, it's
0: hard. Difficult to, it's <laughs> so <laughs> hard, though. To I know, me, I, I, I would I rather know. just lift heavy <laughs> things or maybe even do math. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> Okay, no, no, I'm the complete opposite. God knew I would be too powerful if I could do math. So <laughs> I cannot do it.
0: No, me too. I can't do math. But that's how, ba- that's how bad I am at acting. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> I don't,
1: I don't like you'd probably be surprised if you had the right, if you had the right teacher and you were acting with the right person, I bet you'd surprise yourself what you can kind of pull out of the depths of your soul. Yeah.
0: If you weren't doing, if you weren't in, if you weren't a creative, I guess, in this business, what do you think that you would be doing?
1: Um, uh, I don't know if writing falls into that category. Mm-hmm. I mean... Of the entertainment industry, I kind of kind of lump them together because I still feel like writing is, you know, putting forth a voice with the intention of entertaining an audience. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that counts, but um, I do have a I have a I have a children's novel that I've written that I I had an awesome book deal and unfortunately like it it fell through. Oh. But uh, growing up, I, one of the reasons I became an actor is because I was really really into um, kids fantasy books like that middle grade those middle grade novels about dragons and, you know, princesses and castles and fight scenes and everything like that really, yeah. really inspired me. I think it's why I became a nerd. And, uh, so, uh, you know, just the last couple of years, you know, I still have that passion for writing. I'm like, you know what? I have this story that's just been pulling at me and I feel like I almost owe it to the younger generation to like continue writing stories that, are going to inspire them because, yeah. um, you know, I love those type of novels so much. and like, I have a daughter now and I want to be able to write the same type of book that I read growing up, you know, for her with the dragons and the unicorns and like all the yeah. fantasy stuff that's going to inspire her. So, uh, you know, I, I loved writing that novel. It took me two years and it was a, such a labor of love. And, uh, you know, like I said that my book deal fell through and I was super sad about it, but, um, I've kind of begun the process of finding a literary agent to mm-hmm. kind of, get the wheels turning on that again but again i have no time to do freaking anything yeah <laughs> um so hoping that, hoping that like pans out um but yeah i think if i didn't want to do anything in front of people and in front of the camera i would i would be a, a writer full-time yeah
0: so i wanted to wait to to bring this up because i wanted to talk about other stuff obviously uh but <laughs> i just saw maybe it was i just heard maybe like last week or this past week that Nickelodeon is reviving all that.
1: Yes, isn't it crazy? Yeah. Yes. they just announced it on uh, Valentine's Day, I think. Yeah. So insane, so insane. I'm really, really excited. So I think the initial, okay, so uh, yes, they are bringing back all that and Kenan Thompson is executive producing it and that's awesome because Kenan is the man. <laughs> um, so it's funny because like when I first, uh, when I first saw the headline. Because it was one of those, like, I woke up and I had a thousand notifications. I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> well, who did I offend? What happened? <laughs> um, but it was just everybody tweeting me this article. And, of course, like, the picture they used of my cast, I'm just, I look so ridiculous. <laughs> I'm, like, dancing in my sugar and coffee outfit. And, like, my face is just all warped in, it's wasted Oh, like, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm like, good. I'm glad that's the picture of me that's just circulating. Yeah. Um, yeah, but when I first read the headline, I was like, they will bring all that back for like a split second. I was like, "Oh, like, no, it's like, don't touch it. Like, yeah. It was, a per- it was a perfect 10 years of a show. Like, no, we don't need to bring it back. And then instantly I was like, wait, yes, yeah. yes, we need to bring it back because it's Saturday Night Live for kids. Like, yeah. there, there will never be the same cast. It's always growing. It's always changing. Um, and, uh, having new cast members is like part of the fun. You know, I even from season people say the original cast, but Mm -hmm. even the original cast changed every year. Yeah, that first that first year of all that did not have Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes didn't come along till like season three. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, then Katrina was on the show and then she left the show and then Alisa was on the show and then she left. And then Christy Knowings came on the show. So like when people refer like, oh, I love the original cast. I'm like, which year you have to pick? a year because There is no original cast, really. I mean, there's that. There's that staple of, like, Keenan, Kel, Lori, Beth, um, and Josh Server. Like, they're the four that were there, I think, the longest. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, I mean, there's tons of us. Uh, I don't know if you saw the uh, the big all-that reunion that I helped organize, uh, like, three or four years ago. Yeah. At, um, Kamikaze Expo, Expo, which is now uh, Stan Lee's Comic-Con, um, LA Comic-Con. But there was tons of us. Like, they could barely fit us all on the stage because we had, had oh like, everybody from the early seasons. And then everybody from my cast and uh, now it's just so exciting because they're going to do like, you know, they're going to bring a whole batch of new kids in and they get to experience it the same way I did. I mean, it totally. changed my life, and it was the most fun I've ever had in my life. So just the fact that, you know, a new a new group of kids gets to experience that it like gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. And uh, and of course, like Keenan said, he'd love to bring back some former cast members to. You know, do guest spots, and I was like, "Oh man, you better call me, boy!"
0: Oh, that would be so cool.
1: I love that. I really hope he does. Keenan and I were tight. We did a bunch of uh, sketches together when he came and appeared um, on my seasons. So, uh, and I, the, oh my god, this is so funny. So, uh, I worked with Keenan obviously on all that. We had the big like reunion show at the end of ten seasons. So I worked with him again, and then um, years later, I go to E3 and I'm at uh, a party. With uh, Cliff Blazinski. And Cliffy's like, hey, there's somebody who's gonna be here tonight who's like hosting the party that you know. <laughs> I'm like, what? And then they announce it's Keenan. And Keenan like walks out. And I'm like, what? Oh my God. Ra- what a random place. I think it was like the, uh, it was either the Gears of War three party or like a bullet storm party or something like way back in the day. And uh, he walks out and uh, I go up to him and I was like, hey, I don't know if you remember me, and he turns around and goes, "Lisa!" And said, cool. <laughs> that was pretty funny.
0: Yeah, I feel like there would be so much camaraderie with like anyone anyone that had that same experience because it is so unique.
1: It really is. I mean, it's. I like to say that all that is the perfect marriage between television and theater, mm-hmm. uh, because every Friday night we had a live audience, and we'd perform a couple sketches in front of that audience, and we would try not to cut. So whatever happened, happened.
0: That's so cool. Beginning
1: to end. And then it's theater at that point. Yeah. You have have all these kids and kids, I think, are harsher critics than adults. Mm Like adults, adults will give you a courtesy laugh. Kids will not. No, (laughs) no. (laughs) If If you deliver a line and you mess it up or you it's not funny the way you said it, they're not going to laugh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's true yeah totally.
0: did you ever have totally that's better. actually a really good that's something that i was wondering that i didn't ask earlier uh did you ever have because you you weren't just natural and everyone all, on all that was just naturally like a pro at comedy at a young age like it was very it was very impressive but was there ever times that you were just like because we could never say was there times where you were like i don't know if this is gonna be funny like how do i do this like <laughs> oh
1: totally I mean, yeah there, but you just have to remember we had eight writers or something mm-hmm. like that and then you know you have the director and the assistant director and like the dialogue coach and like we had so many people around us that would not be afraid to tell us like that's not funny mm-hmm. like do it try it this way I mean obviously they weren't mean about it so, yeah <laughs> um, there was many times that like I would try out a character and then they'd come up to me and be like okay so that's not really working <laughs> so let's try it uh, this way <laughs> and, and uh, so they definitely worked with us a ton And uh, actually, I don't even know if I've really talked about this, but when they first did the nationwide search after season six uh, for a brand new cast for season seven, um, they hired seven of us and they uh, they actually put us through a three day acting boot camp with each other. Um, Oh, wow. And uh, because we didn't really know each other. Mm -hmm. And they were like, this is a special type of show. Like, this isn't just a regular sitcom where, like, you have your character and he has his character. Like, you're all an ensemble cast, you're all playing yourselves and then you're playing characters on top of that. Yeah. And so you all need to trust each other. You need to be able to improv with each other. You need to not be afraid to make a fool of yourself in front of each other. Yeah. So we spent three days doing all of these acting exercises and improv exercises and even silly things like tossing tennis balls to each other just for like, like a trust exercise. Yeah. Um, And then at the end of it, we had like a lip syncing uh, showcase like we each had to pick a song and then they brought in like the writers and the executive producers we had to like lip sync it and like perform it and everything <laughs> super nerve wracking but so much fun and uh, I think that really helped I think that really helped all of us become like this family right from the beginning before we even shot anything you know then we weren't you know we weren't afraid to yeah. silly around each other. Yeah.
0: No I know I, I imagine that you guys were closer than most cast because it is I mean it is kinda of like improv. I feel like Saturday night live was definitely came from people with a heavy improv background and wanted to bring that to television and that's it's that's basically all that is, like you said earlier. It's like the kids version of that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I
1: mean and there were no there's no room for divas on mm-hmm. that set because it's not like one somebody's character's higher build than another person's character. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you're the star of the show and we're just like your your backup actors. Like we're all exactly the same. Yeah. So, you know, we we, there wasn't any like diva behavior. We all had to just be best friends and work together as best we could. And it's so funny how that's carried on for so long. Um, When we did that big all that cast reunion at uh, L.A. Comic-Con, it's so crazy how we all just fell right back into it. It's like no time had passed. And uh, it was such a strange feeling because after we did the panel, we all went bowling. And so, like, the old cast was there, like, Danny Tamborale was there, (laughs) Josh, and, uh, you know, and then our cast, like, everybody was there, and we're bowling and laughing, and, like, all of our old inside jokes came back, (laughs) and we're, like, singing along to the music, except now we were, like, drinking beer together. Yeah. (laughs) We didn't do That when we were kids. But it was crazy how, like, that family mentality stuck with us for so long. And we just fell right back into it. It's like when you have those best friends that it doesn't matter how long it's been since you've talked to them. The second you, like, pick up the phone, it's like, hey, what's up? And then you just. Yes. (laughs) Hell yeah. I love people like that.
0: I know. I think that's so cool that they're doing it again. They're bringing it back.
1: Me too. I'm stoked, man.
0: I really appreciate you talking. I feel like I don't. I kind of ran out of. Things to ask, but. <laughs> no, I have, I hope I didn't ramble too much. No, you didn't. Sometimes You're d- a delightful podcast. person to talk to. Oh, thanks. Oh, so You are.
1: Sometimes I listen back to like like podcast interviews and I'm just like, God, Lisa, shut up. No.
0: <laughs> no, it's about you. <laughs> I this is not all that. All that. But yeah. I really yeah. Like
1: I, it's that show is so much bigger than me. I just was like a small part of it that like I just got to experience it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like this if all that feels like this giant nineties freight train that <laughs> you know, you still see people like walking around with all that Yeah. And stuff. I and know. It's, uh, it's just cool that I got to be a part of it and it really was just the most fun time of my life that i never I never get sick of talking about it. I always love when people ask me about it. I would just I could talk for hours about it. It was <laughs> it's just the coolest, unique most unique experience ever. Yeah.
0: Before so we, we go now, uh, I want you to plug anything that you're doing, all the stuff you're doing now, so we can get oh, that okay. out there.
1: Um, I'm taking care of a two-year-old and a two-month-old. <laughs> <laughs> it consumes every minute of <laughs> every day. <clears throat> um, no, uh, I actually just got signed to um, the biggest agency in Las Vegas um, for modeling. They're called TNG Models, and they just signed me um, to be in their like lifestyle division, and I'm super excited That's about that. I, like I was saying earlier, like I've never really models and kind of dipping my toe into that pool yeah and uh, i had like my first big photo shoot yesterday and uh it was it was so intimidating i swear <laughs> i was uh, i was uh, like halfway through my shoot they had some other models come in um who were like these 16 year old models straight out of like america's next top model like, oh my god of, yeah like, you know the tyra Banks show <laughs> and they're just like 5'10 and they're stick thin and they're gorgeous and i'm sitting there just like ah, oh my god i'm so intimidated so beautiful <laughs> like I'm not I do not look like that um, but uh, you know everybody there is super sweet and uh, you know obviously everybody's look is is uh, desired for different things like, Yeah. You know, you know they might they would definitely not get hired for the same jobs that I would get hired for and vice versa yeah um, absolutely so, so yeah I'm trying out this modeling thing and it's really fun so far but um, but yeah like I'm mostly updating my Instagram these days so uh, that's just at least spoils twitter and at least foils and facebook is uh slash least spoils official and uh, i'm pretty easy to get a hold of like hit me up tweet me um i'm usually pretty quick at you know answering questions and talking to fans um i love it i love interacting with you guys so uh, yeah that's kind of what i'm into now i'm still working on some music stuff and um getting back into the into the acting industry um which I love so much and uh, yeah, but I'm just, I'm having fun. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, my um, home life is so ridiculously fun uh, right now because with like the new baby and yeah. the two year old and like, I love, I love my family and I love my life in Las Vegas that I just have no complaints.
0: Yeah, you have a brand new baby,
1: the baby. Yeah, right?
0: New. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the,
1: the kind that doesn't
0: sleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the kind that doesn't even sleep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when I don't want to sleep, and I'm like I'm tired. He's like, let's party. <sighs> good, it's fun.
0: That's great. I really appreciate you coming on and talking to me and letting everybody in. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I seriously like
1: love the opportunity to like to gush about all that stuff. I love <laughs> it so. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to like sit in my little walk-in closet <laughs> with my microphone. <laughs>